You're listening to My Wedding Season, the podcast. I'm your host, Ida Glovic. I photograph intimate weddings and elopements in Europe. This is the show where I provide overwhelmed wedding photographers with the inspiration, tools, and resources needed to build a thriving brand and business. Hi, everyone, and welcome back after a few weeks to My Wedding Season, the podcast. I honestly thought that I would be able to resume releasing episodes in May, and look at us now, we're in June, but I truly underestimated what it means to move. If you didn't catch it in a previous episode, we've had the pleasure of buying a house, and it was in desperate need of renovations. To be honest, the renovations are still ongoing, and it's going to be another few weeks until we're fully done. But we've got the house to a point now that we can actually start putting our furniture out. And I'm especially excited to have an entire room dedicated to being my office where I can record podcast episodes. That means soon enough, my episodes will officially start getting published in full video format on YouTube. I just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for sticking around and tuning in to another episode. And you're in for a treat. My guest today is the one and only Igor Demba. I've been following his work for years now, and he's certainly got a reputation in our industry for being the nicest guy, and I can confirm that. If you don't know Igor, he's a creative destination wedding photographer based in the UK. He is originally from Portugal, and he lived in Sweden for almost a decade before settling down in England. On today's episode, we chat about how he's able to achieve such a beautiful, consistent look on all his images. He has been able to hone into his style over the years, and I can spot his images without even having to look at the credits. His work is so good that it's been featured on publications such as Vogue, Harper's Bazaar, and Huffington Post. Ego recently launched his foundation presets with a 40-minute education portion included. It is currently going for £99, and he's been so kind to provide an extra 10% discount for listeners of this podcast. You can use the link in the show notes to access it, and as a side note, I do not get a kickback on your purchase. I am so excited to have PickTime on board as a sponsor for this episode. If there's one thing all of us wedding photographers can benefit from, it is a way to keep making our workflow more efficient and streamlined. I'm always looking for ways to optimize the way that I work, but know that there's still areas of my business that need some improvement. For example, I recently spent hours upon hours updating my website with blogs from my 2022 weddings. Ideally, it would have been done a few months back before the booking season started, but I just didn't get around to it. The truth is, I've been stuck in the classic way of blogging, which is tedious and time-consuming. I would go through the wedding gallery, choose my favorites, get them approved by my clients, upload them to the back end of my website, and then start creating a blog post from scratch. Sure, I know that there are softwares that exist that help make the process faster and easier, but I just have resisted signing up for yet another subscription. I'm willing to bet that I'm not the only one who feels this way. That is why I'm so glad that PickTime is now integrating blogging into their professional and advanced plans. Now we can use PickTime not only to deliver beautifully designed galleries and slideshows to our clients, as well as to provide them with the options to purchase prints from the store, but we can also directly create blogs that we can integrate into our websites. On top of that, the blogs are quick and easy to make as well as SEO optimized. I mean, talk about it being a game changer. 
If you're eager to also optimize your blogging workflow, upgrade to a professional or advanced plan, and make sure that you use the affiliate code IDA, A-I-D-A, so that you can get one month free. I am so excited for you to tune into this episode. Be sure to also hop on over to the blog post that is published alongside this episode so you can see a selection of Igor's images and also read the main takeaways from our conversation. So now sit back, relax, and enjoy the episode. Igor, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. I am so glad that you're here with me. (laughs) Thank you for having me. It really is a pleasure. It's awesome. I would love for you to just do a quick little introduction as to who you are and like even take it back a little bit to when you started wedding photographer. However you want to go about it is good with me. Yeah, of course. Uh, So I'm Igor, Igor Denver. I'm a destination wedding photographer. I'm based in the UK and I've been shooting weddings for 13, 14 years now. That's amazing. Yeah. (laughs) I started shooting when I came from uni and yeah, I went to uni in the UK, even though I'm Portuguese and travel all over Europe with my parents because they used to be missionaries. So they used to, yeah, they used to drag me and my sister along to all their missionary work, handing Bibles, handing clothes and whatever sort of humanitarian work that they could get their hands on. And eventually we settled in the UK and yeah went to study graphic design and that's where my passion for wedding photography very much came I started creating uh, photos for my graphic design work and yeah fell in love with photography started doing street photography and very much approaching strangers Mm -hmm. in the street and hey I really like your hat and your coat looks really cool can I take a photo of you and yeah that that work started um, being caught by by my friends and 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 magazines and stuff like that and a friend asked me if I wanted to capture her wedding and I said yeah why not I'm a student okay. I'm poor yeah I mean that's how it starts <laughs> a friend always asking we're so grateful yeah. to all the friends out there thank right? you Maddie thank you thank you so much <laughs> literally we are grateful for those friends and yeah I shot that one wedding and I absolutely loved it But I wasn't sort of like caught with the bug of wedding photography initially. Um, It was only until I sort of got engaged with my wife, Zion, um, that I started looking at other wedding photographers here in the UK, in the US, in Europe, and and very much realized that everyone had, at least the ones that I gravitated towards, they had uh, a very unique style about them um mm-hmm. I've, and I love that about it um I love the fact that you you can be a photographer and not just simply um a photographer but very much an artist you have a voice you have a, an identity that you can very much transmit to others through your work and and to actually be paid to actually create that work that's a whole yeah. other bonus <laughs> yeah I mean even like in the beginning I don't know how it was for you but when I heard my husband was a photographer, well, he still is, but I know wedding photography through him. And when he first, you know, started and he told me, oh, he got 500 euros for doing a wedding. I was like, 500 in a day? That's amazing. 500, that's amazing. <laughs> that is amazing. You know, Let's us poor students are like, we don't know that kind of money. That's it. That, that was exactly it. 500 pounds for me. What That was, that was incredible. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. So go ahead. No, and and yeah, 
seeing those those photographers very much um, made me realize that wow you can do this and you can do it well and having your own voice so I very much rustled up that one one portfolio that I had with that one wedding yeah. created this this physical booklet I used to work at the library I used to be one of those people that people would come to the library and hey can you print out this for me and can you bind it and can you do this oh, and yeah. so I would get all the free credits and all the prints and high gloss prints and everything else but with that it meant that I could also create a little portfolio book sure. and I, with that tiny portfolio book I would hound friends and ask them hey can I shoot you can you guys are getting engaged have you got a photographer yet and yeah things very much snowballed from there really um you yeah 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 that's it I mean um I love the fact that you said because I feel like I don't hear often that you didn't get that like you know wedding bug feeling right away that it kind of through on you and I can relate to that because I feel like it was a journey for me it's just kind of like I got into wedding photography in a way to kind of escape even the you know nine to five working <laughs> life you know and joining my husband and just wanting to be like self-employed it was just kind of that and it took me a minute to kind of feel like I was developing a passion for it yeah so, it's nice to hear that there are other people out there <laughs> yes definitely definitely literally and yeah also like I guess I always had this idea of what wedding photography is I think most of us that did break away where we saw oh there is a better way of doing it and there are people out there shooting in such incredible ways like once I discovered that I feel like my whole view changed yeah yeah 100% yeah, hundred uh, percent. I find that it's especially being in, in in the industry today. It's really important to to constantly keep that alive. Keep the whole idea of showing people that this is possible and it's possible to do it as a living, and you can do it well. And sky is only the limit, really. And and being black myself as well, it means that I would love to see more of that representation within the industry. People looking like yes. like me coming into the industry and realizing that oh, you can really do it and be successful at it. So yeah, yeah, totally. I love it. So like, take me back to those first weddings. Can you actually look at your photos from those first weddings and be proud of them, or are you cringing <laughs> like I am? <laughs> How do you feel? A bit of both. A bit of both. <laughs> <laughs> I'm cringing but at the same time I'm rather proud of the fact that hey I started I started somewhere it. and yeah yeah definitely and I, I need to dig those out to be fair but I do remember my first my first um session and I'm really proud of it and it's still I'm pretty sure it's still on my website my first session I did was in Southampton it was from a couple from from my church there and I just remember scouring through Sean Flanagan's work and, oh, and just so and just literally trying to draw as much as inspiration as possible. My images look nothing like it. I love how you went and said Sean Flanagan. Yes, I'm going to look at him for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Because yeah. he's got he he's got this ability of of shooting things very freely. It's yeah. it almost looks careless, but it's really it's really beautiful and it's really yeah just really free and that's the best way of describing it really and 
and yeah, I remember that w w was one of my first inspirations for that for that session, and we had so much fun. Literally, um, I'm rather proud at the fact that I was able to produce that sort of level of work at that stage. Yeah, you made me think now. Yeah, that's yeah. so good. I mean, yeah. if it's still on your website, I will dig it out. If not, yes. if you want to provide us with an image or yes. two for the show notes, that'll be I amazing because. We want to see, will. we want to see like where it all started. That's so good. Yeah. Now we're here to talk about editing. And so I want to take it back to like, how was for you editing in the beginning? Like, were you fumbling across? Did you already like, you know, how did that start for you? How did the process evolve? Talk us through it. Um, yes, um, especially being a graphic designer, I love to analyze things. So I would I would look at photographers' work and very much think, how did he get that? Not just simply with the poses and how the couple was interacting with each other. I would break try to break that down as well. But in terms of the actual editing itself, yeah. And uh, what are the colors doing here? Look at those skin tones and the mm -hmm. highlights. They seem to have a very specific blue hue to yeah. them, and 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 it's those sort of things that are very much. Um, absolutely loved to break down really and yeah so it was a case of very, very much study 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 and try to very much and I openly say very much try to copy and emulate and see what um, those photographers were doing so um, in those days I try to try to learn as much as possible that's mm -hmm. it try to learn as much as possible I bought heaps of presets especially from the people that I really really enjoy their work of how how they achieve skin tones how um they would capture a landscape eliminating um distractions um yeah. all those sort of things i would really really hone in, in into uh, just trying to find out how people did it because i wanted it for myself really so so yeah um i guess you could say my 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 work is very much an amalgamation of all those creators really and I love that. I really, really love that. I love the fact that you are able to still have your own voice. It's true. And even though you look through inspirations elsewhere. And and that that's crucial, really. I find that within our industry, we don't do that enough in the sense of um, it's very easy to look at another photographer's work and very much think like, oh, I wish my work was like that, rather than actually breaking it down. Why do I like it? What is this exactly? doing here? yeah um what are the shadows doing there um oh i really really like those skin tones how did they achieve that and and very much celebrate that and and try to understand it for yourself i find that, that by doing that we will constantly be raising the bar for the industry really because um there is so much talent out there there is so there much is talent a out lot there. of talent and every time i discover new talent i'm like where have you been hiding and it just shows me like you know, um, it's me, like, I just haven't discovered them, but, like, I love the versatility in it, um, and it's worldwide, isn't it? Like, yes. you know, like, I'm amazed, for example, the photographers out of Brazil, for example, and stuff, mm -hmm. like, I love what they're doing, and it just leads me to think how many more out there we haven't really for ourselves discovered yet, and uh, we can learn from each other. I love how you said, like, I mean, it's absolutely normal to copy in the beginning like we should you know um we shouldn't feel too bad about it because that's the process of learning isn't it it's just kind of 100%. seeing and but the point is growing from it 
and putting your own into it and seeing from a, a variety of people. I think if if people get stuck to just learning from one person and just one to one repeating that, that's not helping anyone. But yeah, totally. That, yeah, I yeah. love that you did and that. Like, there's, there's this really, really good um documentary that 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 very much changed my whole perspective on it. In fact, there's two 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 items really. Um, a documentary and a book really but there's this documentary called everything is a remix yes and I know about that I haven't watched it but yes it's incredible and it's had its variations over the years so it's just been updated um, with new examples of people within different industries music arts sculpturing um, whatever you want to films and and how those artists very much at the beginning of their career and even now yeah. are very much copying certain things. I'll grab this, I'll grab that, I'll grab that, I'll grab yeah. this, combine it and then transform it into something that is completely unique and completely different. Still having those um, inspirations um, in mind in some ways, but I guess a, a perfect example of that is Quentin Tarantino. He, he <laughs> but he blatantly copies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he, he blatantly copies. He he will take a a whole scene, the way people are walking, the framing, the composition, and and just include that tiny one scene that are from let's say the the eighties <laughs> in his one new movie. And yeah, I didn't but the know whole it was idea to that point. That's interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he 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 is like that. There's so many YouTube videos on on Quentin Tarantino and, mm. and his sort of like method of of creating because he is a genius at that. He is a genius at amalgamation and and putting things together. So so yeah, that's the one example really. And then the other one is um steal your work by austin cleon yeah um, he's incredible as well love it i um, have his books right there and i love to refer to it and i think he is one of the first introductions i had to the fact that like there is a way of stealing like an artist it's so good mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah still like an artist that's it still like an artist that's it yeah. rather than um, i was i was combining two of his books you're good still you're like good. an artist and show your work Those yes are... <laughs> you're perfect i have both i know what you meant <laughs> Okay. But yes, it's it's super important. It's super important to to know those things. Know what's around you. Know what people within the industry are doing, and celebrate that really. Um, but at the same time, um, have a have a pulse on on things outside of our industry. Have a pulse on the things that you're very much passionate about. Because if you're passionate about, I don't know, about music or something like that or passionate about movies, TV series, very much try to communicate that within your work because um, the, that's the way that you would really attract the people that gravitate towards the same things as you. And in some ways, when they see your work, they'll be like, oh yeah, I, I get this, I, I like this. So yeah. so yeah, it's super crucial. It's, it's a good, you gotta have a good balance, isn't it? It's true. And I mean, that's how you bring some freshness into it. But like, yeah sticking to that topic for a little bit because you know you said you did graphic design I want to in case you haven't watched it there's this guy called I think it's Chris Du, part of the future like I know him yes from part of the future brand yeah yeah uh, I'm a huge fan I love um a lot of his content and I just watched this interview that's why I was on this topic and um yeah just how also how he learned graphic design he was talking about how he literally used to 
take tracing paper and trace over like logos <laughs> and stuff. Do you know what I mean? That was like yes, how completely. it began. And it really showed me, yes, I mean, that's how we learn language. I, I have two little kids. Um, my little daughter, she's three, and she she literally is copying her brother who's six all day long these days. That's yeah. all she does. And I've seen like it's her process of learning, you know. And so I just don't want us to demonize that as long as we're not plagiarizing people exactly. and <laughs> bringing in our unique perspective just to put it out there. So exactly, yeah. you got it. You've got to be original about it. You yeah. have to because that's that's the danger of it. In some ways, people hear yes, copy, combine things, and transform them, and people just simply stop on on the first on on the first point, copying. And yeah, that's that's a big no-no, basically. <laughs> yeah. So now let's talk about presets, because um I am a fan of presets, but also there's this whole thing of sometimes you can notice that like photographers bought maybe the same preset. <laughs> I know you're selling presets, we're not demonizing, we're just talking about it, you know? Mm -hmm. Where um, you know, sometimes it might feel like there's some sort of sameness coming in yeah. where people are kind of using the same kind of tones and way. Um, can you speak to that? What are your thoughts on that? I know it took you a while to come out with your presets. We'll be yeah. digging into that, but share your thoughts. I'm curious. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're completely right there. It took me a really long time to get my presets out. And in some ways I've, I've had them for a very long while, even, even prep to sort of like to release probably for like two years. Amazing. Um, um, during, yeah, just before the pandemic really. Um, but it's, it's the whole idea of teaching someone to fish rather than actually giving them a fish. Yeah. Um, cause if I teach you how to fish, how, how you put things on the cane and very much throw it out and show you the techniques really to do it, you'll be able to do it for a lifetime. But if I just literally give you a fish, that's it. You yeah. eat and then it disappears. And it was very much like that for me in terms of editing. I would, um, people would send me DMs constantly, constantly over the years asking Eagle, do you sell presets? Um, what about your presets? Do you, do you give them out or whatever? <laughs> right. And, and I'm always, no, 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 no. And it was until probably yeah again the past three years or so where I've been doing quite a lot of mentoring sessions specifically mm -hmm. on editing because I've been creating an editing course and seeing the results from photographers using the presets and again very much using their own take on it and and bringing things into into play and with the whole structure of okay these are the things that I like I like this about so-and-so I like that about so-and-so I like this about so-and-so how yeah. will I be able to bring that together with this preset okay we'll sit down and work it and and do it and and the thing about the way I work I'm I'm, I'm very hot on skin tones very hot on greens being greens and just consistency yeah. in general really yeah. so so to be able to do that with my presets has been has been incredible. And to see the results from students and photographers has been incredible to the point that uh, I said to myself, I have to get this out there. I kind of have to get this out there. Love that. But um, it has to include an educational element of it. And I would never drop something like that 
and this is not to sort of like poo-poo on the parade of anyone that literally sells presets and 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 just literally drop them without any sort of like educational content within it but for me personally um especially with everything that i've been talking about it has to have an educational content with it so the way i worked around it was to create a 40 minute class where i literally walk you through how how i would edit with the presets because it's the presets that i use currently today and Mm -hmm you look from my work it is the one thing so um yeah I wanted to literally walk you through it techniques how to achieve great skin tones compositions start making you think about it how to um eliminate distractions so you can really see the subject for what it is and yeah just elevate people's work through that really so so yes it's been amazing already to to see uh, photographers um using the presets and 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 yeah just changing the way they work and and skin tones has been the one thing that people are, are really raving about and the way I sort of like work my way around it really so so yeah it has been incredible really yeah, I mean, um, when you launched it and I saw it on Instagram, that was what kind of caught my eye, you know? I was like, what? An educational portion? That's huge, you know? Because, like, I'm sure there are a ton of photographers out there. I've heard, I've seen in Facebook groups and stuff where they buy presets and then it just also doesn't work for them. Um, They feel like they've been wasting their money here and there because, yeah. I mean there are a lot of things to pay attention to right also when buying presets because okay. it's also not going to work for everyone anyone yeah right it's, it, it's yeah it's it's got to start at the beginning it very much has to has to do with how you shoot as well yes. your type of shooting do you shoot do you shoot for the highlights or do you shoot for the shadows um because literally um my way of shooting has changed over the years but at the same time that's something that i explained in the class that um I tend to shoot for for the highlights or underexposed things and that way I'm able to retain detail and then as you edit you'll be able to literally see things coming to life and everything else so very much shoot with the edit in mind um because that's that's the way really to create at least for me in some ways create art because that's the end result I used to very much shoot 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 wanting to have that gratification at at, of looking at the viewfinder and seeing yeah almost ready image if that makes sense because yes I know (laughs) but the more I've shot the more I've realized that no I need to shoot for the edit really and yeah that that has has really really helped me and at the same time the other thing as well is that um I'm a Canon shooter and I love Canon I'm probably never changing from Canon <laughs> for the 13 years, 14 years plus that I've used it. Yeah, 20 years now, because it's still, yeah, 20 years. Whoa. You're um, in it for life. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And but and and Canon for me is very much it's it's it very much helps for skin tones. And I love the way it works. I love I love the files. Um, they're beautiful. But not everybody shoots Canon. So no, with the presets I'm... thing, how does it work really? Exactly. So, yeah. So I had to drop in some Sony files, some Fuji files, and yeah, show people that you can actually edit with that and, and achieve um good work and and yeah, great results through it really. So yeah. I'm glad you mentioned that part because that's where I was gonna go next in terms of like when you said, you know, shooting for the highlights or not or whatever. It also depends on the equipment you're using. 
mm-hmm. which camera and you have to know your equipment really well you exactly. know exactly it just works differently and i was also a canon shooter for the longest until i abandoned <laughs> the canon i'm sorry it was it wasn't an easy decision it took me like a year to decide mm-hmm. <laughs> But my husband had already moved to Sony and we just like really thought it through. And uh, it just made sense that we're shooting the same. And that yeah. was open to it. But um, how did you find the transition? Smoother than I thought it would be. But I have to say to the fact that I was still using the DSLRs uh, with Canon and I moved to mirrorless. And then you moved to mirrorless. Yes. And mirrorless for me is a game changer. I just can't go back. If I go back to Canon ever, it would have to be a mirrorless because it just has too many pros for me. I love it. I love it. Like, what are you using right now? Um, I'm still on the SLRs simply because of that fact. Yeah. Um, um, I'm still on the 5D Mark IV. Mm -hmm. And yeah, um, I'm definitely going to get an R5, if not an R6. I'm I'm leaning towards the R5 simply because of video. I want to use it more Mm. for video, really. Whereas for photography, even it was only last week, I was still searching through MPB, which is sort of like a a website here in the UK, Mm -hmm. um, for more 5D Mark IVs because I I, I love the way um, they've got a certain capability within them a certain aesthetic that I absolutely love and I can't get that through the R6 and just straight out of the camera I find that it's it's sometimes it can be too sharp too digital so so I find optimum medium really and yeah it's it's really important to know your tool to know what you can actually get out of it yeah and whilst I love gear I'd rather see I'd rather much favor the end of end result, result yeah. um, rather than getting onto a wave that everybody's getting into mirrorless and we have to jump on the on it as well. Which totally. I, I, I see. I get I see you. The positives. I see I the mean, positives. The five D four. The thing is, that's the thing. I was obsessed with this camera, and I just kept telling my husband, like, I don't need to upgrade or anything. I'm good. I'm good. But you know, the years passed, and the camera was just being used up, and it was time to make a decision. But like, really, for me, the huge thing is not the fact that it's a Sony mirrorless. It's just the fact that it's a mirrorless in the sense that I don't have to have the camera up in my face mm-hmm. while shooting, which for me, I realize, and, yeah, yeah, and it's not necessarily because the angle changes from shooting from the hip or anything. It's because I actually have more connection with the people in front of me mm-hmm. and they let their guard down more. Yes. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. So that's I actually the agree. huge thing. And um, I don't know, I'm a very smiley person and it just <laughs> makes a huge difference on weddings and stuff. Because, you know, if I had the, when I used to have the big cannon in front of my face, it's just like, they just kind of see that, right? Yeah. But yeah. now they're more kind of feeling more at ease and chill. And I just, I, I feel like my images got that much better. Yeah, introduces report for sure. It, mm-hmm. it is easier to get into into those rooms, and I'm very much like you. I smile all the way, all the way through a wedding, really. And, yeah. And yeah, I, f- I find it as well. I, I don't know. It's everyone's different in terms of their styles and everything else. But That's something true. that I'm really, really hot on is having conversations with the people around, especially the ones that are sort of like closest to the bride and groom, 
Mm. Um, even if it's like a two, three minute conversation, just so they can actually meet you, see yeah. that you're normal. He's it's a <laughs> he's an all right dude. Yeah. And again, it just breaks barriers down. So when the camera goes up, it just means that it's a lot easier to very much. You you've got the rapport already that you established. So so yeah, um, just a tip. <laughs> yeah no it's good that you start with that because it makes a huge difference like you said everyone goes about things differently and that's what I yeah. love and whenever like if I seem to be giving out advice or say anything anywhere I always say hey take what works for you because yeah. I can never give blanket advice like I want people just to take whatever pieces um that could fit them their personality their business yeah. that's you it know? that's it that's, that's exactly it I was I was reading an article yesterday and, and I still have to look it up properly because I was like, really, really? <laughs> but uh, reading an article yesterday and they were saying that Annalievich still shoots with Canon 5D Mark IIs, not even three or four, but twos. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> That's incredible. I guess it's that thing of knowing what works for you, really. Yeah. And yeah, knowing what you want as an end result, really. But yeah, I need to check out that. <laughs> that fact um, yeah amazing it wouldn't surprise me like some people are just they stick to what they have and that works and it's all good so good all right um one thing I do want to talk a little bit more about you hinted at it is skin tones skin tones the struggle is real for a lot of people and the struggle becomes more real when you know a darker skin tones come to play or a 100%. couple like you know my husband is white um you know black and then a lot of people out there are struggling what advice do you have <laughs> <for them? laughs> the struggle is real the struggle is real it's it's true for sure yeah. um I would say that yes it's it's hard with that one because especially when people approach their work with a specific aesthetic or yeah. or let's say they shoot for something that for colors that are, are not necessarily real or to, to the eye so yeah. one of the things that I would constantly say is and it's always happening within my Lightroom cat catalog or when I'm editing I'm always toggling the before and after the before and after so uh -huh. the raw within the raw and the and the actual Okay. edited image it, it really really helps to see things for what they really really are constantly be toggling it constantly be toggling it as you're changing things just to make sure that you're actually keeping things as they should be kept because yeah. um yeah if you shoot me and my wife it's exactly the same thing as you <laughs> and your husband she's, right. she's white yeah and and i'm black and yeah we want that we want we want skin tones to be pleasing really to the eye. And I think as well, yeah. so many times, um, yeah, and, and and this is definitely true. So many times um, people are very much afraid of sort of like shooting black couples or Asian couples or yeah. darker skin um, because they just haven't done it before. Mm -hmm. And and many, many times um, couples themselves, they will actually hire a black photographer or a, a, a same ethnicity yeah. photographer because right. that brings that that sense of assurance that yeah you understand me you understand what's important for me and you know how to how to approach this but um what I would say is to just try it out so just hire models and um, if, mm -hmm. if you if you find it that you're not confident with it hire models and 
and just practice, 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 because um, it's it's crucial really to know how to how to edit skin tones well. I find that it's the it's the one thing really, yeah. Um, that that really really helps to bring cohesiveness to your work. Same with the greens, but that's a whole other story. But that's a to bring thing, yeah. <laughs> to bring cohesiveness to to your work, it's it's super super crucial. Yeah, I mean, one thing I usually say is you just want to be true to the skin tone that the person has you know because yeah. I mean how often have I seen like black people edited to be some sort of like orange yeah orange on that scale or like let's say it's a light and airy yeah editor and they're just super like whitewashed yeah. or some sort and that just doesn't work so that's why I usually just say you know um you need to make the necessary adjustments also perhaps by when you're shooting at the location to to think about it especially yeah. if you have a mixed couple right yeah. um but another thing is at least i struggle white balance keeping that consistency throughout the day <laughs> i hear this is one there, so many times i know everybody has it that's why i also put myself out there to say i spend time like i would be editing look at it the next day because I'm always looking once more through twice before I send it out right and I just, yeah. I just think what was I thinking exactly so correct <laughs> you know so let's talk about why was I drinking when I was, was editing I, this because literally this know, is completely different from what I had in my mind <laughs> I, I tell you like there's a window in our office but still yep. Let the clouds come over the sun and the, it's changing the light in the room. I turn on the yeah. light up here, which has like an orangey tone. Um, my eyes get tired, whatever. And I personally just like have my uh, white balance on automatic the whole day. I am that lazy. <laughs> it works for me. <laughs> but no, I, com I, com I completely agree with you. I <laughs> and I was going to say that because so many times I see people... Um, uh, literally a thrive it, it was the one question one of the big questions that I had during the shoot sessions what do you use for your for your white balance and and before I even answer that I'd say try to eliminate as many variables as possible <laughs> so with what you're saying uh literally I shoot an auto white balance and that's it that's that's it that's it try try to eliminate them really but for me I I tend to shoot if it's natural light um, I shoot on cloudy because mm -hmm. again Canon is incredible for that in terms of skin tones. It's really, really pleasing. It gets that warm, sort of like healthy look and just straight out of camera, really, in some ways. Yeah. Um, just as you see in the images, because obviously it doesn't really affect the rules sure. um, that much, really. But um, the other one would be if it's tungsten lighting indoors, um, then I would auto, auto white balance it. And that's it. Um, yeah. just try to keep it uh, the variables as as low as possible really because the more you introduce into it the mm -hmm. more change you will have within the editing really and yeah and that will complicate things really for you or not complicate but it just makes it makes it harder really it does make um, it harder yeah I've got friends that shoot um with Kelvins Mm -hmm. and they're able to really change it throughout the day and everything else and that yeah. works for them but that wouldn't be me I just wouldn't be able to do it I know yeah. I, I'm always yeah. amazed that people can do that and I'm like I am so focused on what's happening 
during the day like I just don't need other factors to think about and I'm like yeah. I will suffer in post-production we'll see how it goes um but talking about that like I thought the solution for me would be then maybe trying out AI editing in my mm -hmm. process what are your thoughts about the whole rise in AI editing? Is that something you've tried out? Plan to it's try from out? the devil. Yes, <laughs> it will kill your preset pre sale. No, 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 no. Let's no, talk completely... about it. What are your thoughts? <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. Uh, give me anything that will reduce the amount of time that I have to spend on my desk, and mm -hmm. uh, and I'll take it really. So, so yes. Um, I find it incredible, really, um, even at the gym. <laughs> um, <laughs> within the men's changing room, we're, we're literally just chatting about AI in general and how it's actually yeah. overtaking so many different industries of tech. Mm -hmm. And um, it, the other guy was an electrician, and he was talking on how he he's starting to use AI within his business. So so literally, it, it is overtaking the whole the whole world, really. But I absolutely love it. Um, the ability of of being able to um, use a calling software that that will be able to literally call images for me and be and I'm very very hot on calling it. Yeah. My approach to it is you got to be brutal. Oh um, don't yeah. Be don't be precious about your images and mm, you just literally you gotta be brutal. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And my calling previously. And um, before AI used to be very much like, no, 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 no. Yes. No, 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 no. Yes. Yes. No, 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 no. Yes. No, no. Yes. And now it's very much like, yes, 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 yes. No. Yes. 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 No. Yes. 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 No. Yes. 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 No. It just speeds up the whole process really. So it just means that, yeah, it just reduces time really. And and same goes with editing. Um it's it's incredible on how you are able to ingest so many things into into a program and it starts learning more and more about you and what you like and what you don't like saying so, so yes I find that that's I still it just means that allows me especially with the editing ones mm -hmm. uh, I find that it allows me time to really invest into the images um, yeah. because I'm still editing the images I'm still I'm still going in and changing certain aspects of it and removing certain things and everything else yeah, but of I'm able to really focus on those standout images a lot more um and mm. and I can be I can sit down and, and work on an image for a while so so to be able to reduce my editing time and allow more space to really hone into my artistry mm. hone into the things that I'm good at and and provide a better a better end result for my clients yeah. um who totally. wouldn't want that I mean and that's what counts right like you said like we are all happy I would say to get that grunt work done for us right because that's just kind of like anybody like you know people outsource to people and whatever exactly. but if we can just have the machine do it and it's it's done based on our own editing style that's what I love about it personally yeah you know yeah and for anyone listening um I've had so many conversations over the years because um I probably started using AI t so two and a half years ago now so mm -hmm. for anyone that's sort of like um skeptic about it try it just literally try it because the the results will surprise you um okay. so yeah you've got nothing to lose yeah, and it's, it's worth a try. I mean, that's how it started with me. I haven't done 
too much, but uh, enough to see that this is it's only getting better as well, right? Mm -hmm. And this is definitely, uh, like you said, also saving time. Hey, at this point, uh, most of us, you know, we're becoming parents and stuff. Like, there's so it's not just like the fact that we could spend time on what we're really good at or love, you know, focusing on those images, like you said, but also just getting our our time back spent yeah. with our family. Like the kids grow up so fast. Like it's amazing. Yeah, very much so. <laughs> mm, I love it. Yeah. So, like, can you talk? You don't need to go in detail just to have a quick idea. Like, what does your workflow look like? Your, you know, post-production workflow editing-wise. Just a, a quick outline would be awesome. Yeah. Um, as soon as I finish a wedding, um, things go into backups. I've got like four backups, three physical, one online. Mm. And, and from then, I would very much... Um, create a preview of 100 or so images um, I'm very hot on creating a preview that very much for, um, shows the whole day so the couple actually has a good idea of what the end images are going to look like and and that just allows allows you to very much very quickly post on Instagram as well yeah. um, a good storyline of of that wedding that you literally just captured 24 hours ago or so so, so yeah that's a massive one. Then eventually when I actually start editing the images, um, dropping on, uh, on AI for curling, dropping on AI for editing and, and just go through the whole process of it. Then I go through the process of editing it in Lightroom. Then I would apply something else within alien skin just to sharpen it and add grain really, because yeah. I find that Lightroom is not that amazing at that really. So, mm -hmm. so yes. And then um, send it off, <laughs> send it Love off it. and happy days. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so good. And like, do you have like one main preset? Because I know you're a destination wedding photographer, which is telling me you are in different locations with different light, different vibe. And I mean, for me, what ended up happening with me is I have variations of my presets where I'm just like, oh, if I'm in Madeira, this is my Madeira, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I'm there often, people. Okay. Um, but <laughs> let's take Corsica. I'm in Corsica often. Um, but like, how does it work with you? Are you just taking on your preset and adjusting yeah. accordingly or you don't have variation saved yeah again remove the variables as much as possible mm. i used to edit like that with with several presets but over the years probably again the past probably four or five years um just to keep consistency really yeah and 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 that's something that i'm really really proud of the presets and um, they're called foundation presets the ones that i'm currently selling they are exactly as I said, the ones that I'm currently using. And you only get two. That's it. Color black and, and black white. and white. Mm -hmm. That's it. I um, love it. Because that's how I achieve my consistency, really. Yes, light will look different for a wedding in, in the Caribbean as you're shooting in Morocco, the US or UK, wherever it may be, really. But something I'm really proud of the preset is it's it's able to really achieve that consistency within it really especially for skin tones because again skin tones are the unifying element really if you're able to get skin tones right you had the battle won you okay. really really do yeah and so then, that's how you sorry to interrupt so you focused on getting that right and that way everything else falls into place yes yes very much so 
And and the other one is greens. Greens is crucial. Um, the people don't pay attention to the greens uh, as as much as they should, really. And I know that the industry goes into trends and everything else. Yeah. Whether you have desaturated greens or you had like really neon greens, depending mm-hmm. on your style, really. But I find that. that if you're able, whatever your style is, if you're able able to find a consistency within your greens and your blues, because mm. green is everywhere really, and within nature. And I, I said I said this on another podcast the other day, and someone dropped a comment very much on the line on the lines of green is is the one color that is sort of like in the middle of of the color spectrum of the eye, so our eyes constantly gravitate towards it the first which which I found like mind-blowing especially when I'm so hot on the greens really and it sort of like made sense really but yeah um greens it's 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 really important to have that consistency within it and blues as well but I me personally I don't focus so much on on the blues as much as I should really yeah Yeah, I'm I'm holding my hands up No, but I did find that my eyes catch always the greens, but I didn't mm-hmm. know there was a science behind it. It just makes sense that there is. Yeah, it's quite incredible. And I really need to look into it more because um, when uh, when Alex, props to Alex, when Alex actually said that, I was like, wow, that is so true. So I really need to look into it more. Yeah, yeah. So like um, you spent all this time just getting that preset right that would just work all over, yes, which it's, means... it's. Th- it's an yeah, amazing it, preset people <laughs> yeah it, it has its variations over the years source one I call it source because literally it's pretty much like cooking mm-hmm. um source one source two source three yes. <laughs> source five and then I eventually you very much um hone in into the things that um that very much work for you really so yeah but I still keep them I, I keep all the variations because eventually I would love to do sort of like a, a show and tell of um presets over the years they're all changing really <laughs> oh so good so good yeah so in that sense like um is there more you want to say about your foundations presets because like for me I think then people don't really have to think long and hard about it regardless of where they are in this world if it's gonna work for them in any light or situation that's yes awesome. yes um, the one thing that um, I'm super, super proud of it is it's the educational element of it. Yeah. Um, uh, even even if you sort of like, mm, I'm not sure about the presets, buy it just simply for, for the educational value of it because you'll you'll find things there that you you perhaps have not thought about in, in terms of editing and how to just elevate your images. Yeah. And <laughs> it was amazing to literally go go through Thrive and go through the editing sessions and so we do the, do the shoot, shoot sessions and then have a sort of like an, an hour editing session or squeeze as much time as possible for them really mm-hmm. and people's minds were just sort of like oh you can do this and you can do that yeah again especially if you're very hot on skin tones there's a way to really elevate them um without saying a lot so yeah I'll yeah keep it don't give that. away too much <laughs> I am like I'm um, super curious myself here that's awesome yeah but, but like, the other thing is mm-hmm. as well is that I, I've tried to keep it very accessible so it's literally 99 pounds because yeah wow. um that's just amazing. really be able to accessible to anyone that wants to buy it. there's no excuse really so so yeah yeah that's I it. mean 
a lot of presets I see out there are like $79 or something, which seems to be standard a lot of places. So mm -hmm. for just a little bit more, you get all that education. That's that's huge. Igor, you're doing great things for our industry. <laughs> yeah. So um, what, okay, going into the wedding season for us mm -hmm. all in this side of the hemisphere, <laughs> I don't want to forget our Australian, New Zealand friends and everyone else listening on the podcast. Um, what advice do you have? Okay. Yes. Get the presets people and elevate your work, but otherwise, like, do you have anything for our 2023 wedding season that you want to you know, share, give some advice to wedding photographers to, to take things to the next level. Yeah. Yeah. I, I find that one of the things that I've been, I've been doing a lot, especially after the pandemic or even throughout the pandemic is to very much diversify my business as much as possible, really. Mm. So I can have space to really hone into my work and really hone into my work into differentiating it to everybody else in the industry especially when you've been in the industry for such a long time as I have yeah um you find that it's very easy for your work to look the same year after year after year um without okay. evolving forward really right. so something for me for 2023 is very much about just experimenting and and showing more those experimentations without um feeling like oh I'm not sure about this should I really show this should I not because um, I'm a perfectionist I'm a perfectionist at heart and yeah. it's very hard for me to break out of that but over the past year or year or so I've been very much been on a journey of breaking out of that really mm -hmm. and just becoming a bit more careless in terms of like what I show for yeah. the sake for the sake of inspiring others for the sake of evolving my work really I find that it's very important to to push things forward even though it can be uncomfortable really so yeah, allowing space for personal projects. That's a massive one. And and showing more of my Polaroid work, which I haven't really been doing much um, of that, of showing it really. So yeah, personal projects and, and showing more of my Polaroid work within weddings. It's, it's one of the things that I'm really, really pushing for 2023. Oh, that's so good. And also, I know you have a podcast with uh, Sam Docker, feel free yes. to share what that podcast is about. Yes, it's called Another Idea. Yeah. And our tagline is very much, we are podcasts for creatives and entrepreneurs that want to level up their business. And yeah, our audience is mainly wedding photographers, yes. But from the get-go, um, we wanted to very much um, diversify that, really. We wanted to look for inspirations outside of our own industry and and very much try to learn as much as possible so um we are very much on our 50th episode already for a that, yeah <laughs> for a podcast that's barely barely a year old i think we're going to be a year old next next month may yeah that's a and, lot especially yeah. since like you guys are like meeting in person right and recording yes. yeah 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 we're recording in person that's that's the one thing that we really wanted to, to do from the beginning if mm. you're on the podcast you come in person really because there's that report that you get by seeing people in the eye and everything else and me and Sam we we've got this good chemistry together we bat <laughs> we bat the ball to each yeah, other and totally. there's a lot of banter and and that happens really within the room because we are there in person, really. I, I find that that's crucial. 
Um, but yeah, some of the guests that we've had have been knife makers. Um, that was one one episode that very much blew our minds in the sense of how you can get inspiration from 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 the outside of your industry, really. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the list is long, really, but it's it's an incredible podcast. So if you haven't heard of it, another idea, check it out. We are climbing up the charts, which is incredible to see, really. So, so yeah. Amazing. Yeah. I mean, barely a year old and 50 episodes and all those guests and like, you know, all those, yeah, exposure downloads. It's amazing because I remember you guys, there was a post celebrating when you hit a milestone, but forgive me, I can't remember which milestone yeah, it was. I don't know I which one it is. Thinking was, <laughs> I just remember thinking, that's amazing. You guys are doing yeah. amazing. And um, yeah really looking forward to seeing how year two is gonna go for you guys yes yes very much so it is don't get me wrong it is hard work it is hard work you know (laughs) i'm here alone in my office doing it virtually (laughs) so it's less work than meeting in person doing all that so major props to you thank you thank you but yeah it, it definitely is worth it so if you're out there thinking of creating a, a podcast go for it go for it just for the networking element of it the amount of the networking and the educational element of it the amount of stuff that you will learn from it is incredible and the amount of people that you'll meet because of it again is is incredible so yeah win-win totally so when people want to get your presets foundation presets can you tell us exactly where they can find it find you and all the contacts that you want to just share with the listeners yes you can go to my website egodemo.com and you'll find the on the full photographers um column you'll find the foundation presets there on instagram as well egodemba and you'll find the presets there very very easily and for your audience as well i would love to give 10 off so we include a a a code uh, for probably you can include it in the show notes and i'll call it Ida 10. Yes, I love it. <laughs> oh, that it is 10. generous. Like it's already well priced. Ah, yeah. I am so happy for everyone. Please go ahead and do it. And yeah, I wish you all the success in selling the presets and all that you have going on for you. And thank you for bringing it to us and even sharing what all you shared today because I learned a lot. And like you said, having this podcast teaches me a lot and I get to have amazing conversations which is yes indeed yes indeed no <laughs> <laughs> love it thank Seriously. you Igor. thank you no thank you for having me it really has been a pleasure and loving what you're doing so keep it going thank you so much thanks for tuning in to today's episode of my wedding season the podcast to be notified as soon as a new episode goes live make sure that you subscribe I'd love for you to write a comment or leave a review. Let me know what you want more of. For the show notes, head on over to www.wedding-photography-podcast.com. Cheering you on and until next time.